Pop Shield, a long-form discussion podcast about musical topics both past and present. I'm Gabe, and I'm joined as always by Dan. Yellow. And Derek. Hello. Real quick, I want to encourage everyone who's listening right now to leave us a five-star rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and it kind of counterbalances the occasional dweeb who gives us a one-star <laughs> rating because we said mean things about Billie Eilish, for crying out loud. Uh, but thanks a lot. Now... Onto today, depending on who you ask, it is officially fall. Meteorologically speaking, the fall season started about two weeks ago on September 1st, but astronomically speaking, it will start early next week on September 22nd at 9:31 a.m. Eastern Time, to be extremely exact. So, if you're if you're more of an astronomical person and it's like 9:15. On the 22nd, you are fully in summer. Don't think that you're in fall. Yeah. At <laughs> Putting all. in those um, last rounds of the summer music, you know, right up to. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Just pause that's this right. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, it is the perfect time to count down our five favorite autumn albums of all time, but also to discuss what makes an album feel autumnal and why the heck we associate different music with different seasons in the first place. I suspect we'll keep returning to those big picture questions as we work through our lists, but I want to touch on them briefly at the start here. In fact, there is a major wrinkle we should address right now, which is that both of you guys live in Florida and don't really have any idea what fall even is. (laughs) So guys, not not only are we in Florida, you were born in Florida too, right, Darren? We're, We're both like... From oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I, we've yeah. never lived anywhere oh, yeah. besides. I've Florida. never known anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not well, like we used to have fall, but now we don't. We, we literally <laughs> never right. had it. <laughs> Pure-blooded Floridians. Um, so I am extremely curious how you guys went about getting into a fall headspace before making your list. I mean, surely you're familiar with this idea of like fall albums is a very popular thing to do to kind of like associate music with the fall, especially. So how did you go about getting in that headspace? Well, I did go to the uh, local coffee shop and I, I got a pumpkin pie latte. Um, hey. that, that, that helped, you know? Um, yep. But yeah, otherwise I just sort of thought about what, you know, fall <laughs> is like in uh, the TV shows and stuff, you know, because li- literally I, I've never even like, my, my wife's a teacher, so, like, we, we don't even travel, you know, we never, like, go on vacation in the fall or anything, so I, I literally right. don't think I've ever been anywhere in the fall. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, my, my wife is expecting, um, so she keeps the house at an unreasonably cold temperature, like, in, like, the 74, okay. 75 region, <laughs> which is really, that's, like, kind of, like, fallish, right? So, uh. Uh, you know, uh, at night, I would just kind of throw some headphones on and kind of, you know, <laughs> don't put a blanket on, just get that chill going, right? Uh, you know? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, to kind of think about the headspace, too. I mean, you know, a lot of this that I associate with, uh, for me, fall music is kind of like things at night, really, because that's in Florida, that's really the only time we get down to like the low 80s. Yeah. Maybe, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I um, I grew up in Florida also. I wasn't born there, but did grow up there. And uh, now, for the last few years, I've lived in a place that fully has the fall season, fully has every season, um, except for hurricane season. Uh, <laughs> Indiana is where I live. And so... I am uh, I am fully accustomed to what fall feels like now. Um, you know, I got to say that I, I was always kind of interested in this idea of seasonal music before. You know, I, I you know I, I like the idea of things kind of being like better for different. You know, I, I I love music that's like just feels you know 
perfect for night or perfect for the morning or, mm-hmm. you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't until I moved here that I remember specifically, I was listening to some, God, some compilation of like music from Ghana or something. And it was like winter. And I was like, this doesn't sound right at all. It sounds like shit. <laughs> like it's just, it's too fun. It's like too summery. And, and it, it was just like the first time in my life that I was like, damn, it actually seriously changes like the way I think about music, uh, how it feels. But, you know, so I will admit though, that it's not like quite fall. There are a couple of leaves on the ground here, but, and it's getting like a little cooler, but everything's still green and everything. So I was kind of like looking at stock photos of <laughs> fall <laughs> landscapes and just like browsing music. Um, but I wonder, you know, do you guys... I don't know, maybe even when it gets winter time in Florida. I mean, do you ever feel like sometimes music sounds better based on the weather a little bit? You know, in Florida, we, we do sort of get like a, a brief winter, which is maybe like normal people's fall. Um, uh. You know, but I do. Yeah, I mean, there's some records that I that I do like really associate as winter records. And in fact, like when I was making this list, like I was sort of going through some of those ones and trying to, you know, basically like how cold is this record? You know, is it, is it cold enough? Right. Uh, you know, for, for winter or is it, you know, a, you know, there's, there's still a little, uh, you know, uh, heat in there. Um, and, and I did, I did cross some out, you know, because, because I, I determined they were too wintry. Um, but yeah, I, d- yeah. I definitely have, have records that I associate with, uh, with, with, with the cold. Yeah. What about you, Darren? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, you know, for Florida, it's really like, you know, Dan's right. We do have like a bit of a winter, which is really kind of more like a fall. So there, there are definitely times where it's like pretty cold outside. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, I really feel like a, a fall, almost like these early parts of winter, you know, like I said, at night, like once the blazing sun in Florida goes down, yeah. right. And there's like really a nice, you know, cool breeze coming in. Um, I also kind of think back to like, being in college and like walking around the university that I was at, like during the fall uh, semester, you know what I mean? Just felt very fall at all times, even though fall semester kind of carries through, through the winter and everything. <laughs> um, and I, you yeah, know, for yeah. me, I just, did, I did a lot of like music listening around that particular period of time because that's, you know, I just had a lot more time to do that, uh, during, you know, the fall semester, I guess. Yeah. Walk into classes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you raise a really important point that I think we'll return to a lot, which is that I think there are a bunch of different kinds of fall, you sure. know, um, and, you know, I think we'll maybe we'll get to talk about how some of our albums, they kind of fit like a specific type of fallness uh, more than others. Um, you mentioned like the returning to school vibe, which, you know, is its own thing. Um Camping is, you know, its own mm-hmm. thing entirely. Mm-hmm. Music that makes you think of that. Um, but. I want to talk sort of generally about what makes music feel autumnal. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone on this, but I just could not shake the idea that like acoustic guitars, you know, earthy, like, do you guys feel that? And like, why the hell is that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I like had to consciously not just pick you know five acoustic guitar record like I I, right. I tried to ste- you know get get a get a a, a breath of a of different different things, um, but yeah I don't know it it is like a, a maybe it's I've never been camping either so this, this should go really well but um, <laughs> I, you know like, like I, I guess alien. it's a, no I know I I tell my my wife always wants to go camp I say I pay however much a, a month for our house. <laughs> Uh, to not have to live outside so no thank you but um yeah 
but you know like a a thing you do when you're camping i guess is like bring an acoustic guitar and like sit by the fire you know um so maybe maybe it's that or i don't know maybe it's just because it's 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 sort of like a uh you know like a, a gentle you know like fall's kind of a gentle season and it's it, 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 you know yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. a gentle sound <laughs> yeah what do you think <laughs> <laughs> um what, what was the original question <laughs> i mean do you associate like acoustic guitars oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know dr- you know br- playing drums with brushes like for like those kind of vibes you know i mean i i think so but i, I feel like that's like the almost like a standard sound of fall like you know when you walk into like a starbucks obviously during whatever certain season they've got like a playlist to kind of match Mm -hmm. with whatever season that we're in you know what i mean and that's i think immediately when i was like looking through some other lists and kind of building my own like i was obviously immediately drawn to that but then i i kind of broke through that and started to think about like what does fall really mean to me or like when you know at what point Mm. during this point of the year in the past or whatever did i really like enjoy these albums um and it kind of shifted a little bit but i i would think arguably um most of the music that i selected is either great for you know kind of like the way dan sort of described it like you know a bit slower a bit more gentle i guess um not as aggressive as i don't know summer right whatever (laughs) yeah yeah I I, i couldn't really figure it out because just instinctively i felt like you know, these kind of acoustic sounds, these softer sounds are um, fall-ish. And I was thinking, well, that's because they're like, they sound natural. They sound like organic and mm-hmm. fall is all about the 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 trees and the, you know, the damp earth and stuff like that. But then I was like, but wait, what the fuck season is not about the earth? Yeah. Like they're all, yeah, yeah, that, what, is, <laughs> what is the season, but what is happening to the earth at that time? So I'm like, why would winter not have something to do with earthy sounds? So I, I don't know why that is. I'm actually kind of curious if you guys think, you know, probably not something we could solve, but if it's like something intrinsic about fall music or if it's just so totally socially constructed, like we've, we've spent our whole lives hearing acoustic guitar, you know, played during movies in fall scenes mm-hmm. or something. So we now associate it, you know, like you think about Christmas music, like is there anything about Christmas music that is Christmassy or is it just that it's been drilled into our heads? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's totally, it's just been drilled into your head, you know, like if, you know, if, if what we think of as, as summer music was what they played in movies when they're doing autumn scenes, you know, I I think that we would, you think we would associate that like vibe, like summer music with fall, if that's what we had grown up with? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Cause it is like, I, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to like really say, I, I, I think Christmas is an easier answer, you know, because for, yeah, like what, what really sounds Christmassy about that? It, like anything you say is because like, that's how you view Christmas, especially, you know, you say like being in Florida, you know, it doesn't snow here or anything, you know, like Christmas music doesn't seem like you know, the, doesn't have anything to do with the weather here, but, you know, it still makes you get in that, you know, Christmas, you know, yeah. whatever feeling. Um, but yeah, like autumn and everything, I I don't know. I mean, it, it it does feel more like intrinsic than than Christmas or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's got to be, you know, you know, I, I, I wish I knew more about like, uh, you know, a, a, a more removed culture like, to, you know, in 
India do you know what do they think of as as auto music or or you know in I Asia wonder, or something yeah. you know like do they is that when they bust out the the acoustic guitar too <laughs> yeah. you know I like I don't know I think that would answer yeah, the wonder. question you know I mean what do you think Darren like if I mean if you spent your whole life you know watching movies and during the fall they always had like marimba and like that Brazilian instrument that sounds like rubbing your hand on a balloon like like would we associate those sounds with fall you know or yeah i mean think? i guess i guess that's probably true but i just can't break myself of thinking that like you know christmas i feel like christmas and summer music are very very distinctive you know what i mean in the, yeah, in the sense yeah. that like you've got like that jingle bell type of sound in in a lot of christmas tracks that you just don't hear anywhere else it seems like um mm-hmm. you know i think of like a surf rock guitar uh, when i think about beach music and stuff that you just don't hear literally on anything True. else um yeah, but yeah. Th- both the fall and the spring sort of seem like they have i don't know it's just kind of a, a different mix like i can't really pinpoint something that's just so very clearly distinctive i mean i I like the acoustic guitar thing but i you you could really see that at in any season i would think right that's true you know what's weird actually is that like i kind of associate jazz with christmas and i think that's just because of the charlie brown music by vince garaldi (laughs) like that i just grew up with it and now i always kind of think of it as like christmassy i don't don't know that that's got to be a socially constructed thing um Another question on this on this same topic, maybe we can table it in case you guys do have some pretty diverse uh, lists, but I personally found like it was very difficult to think about um, genres like hip hop or electronic music as autumnal at all because the sounds are so inorganic, you know, they're like fully synthesized, you know, and I'm looking for like kind of these natural organic sounds for fall did you guys have a similar struggle with those genres well definitely hip-hop you know because i did i did think about you know i was trying to pick like i said a a diverse thing i didn't just want to pick five acoustic records so i really did like kind of go through and 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 think and yeah i really couldn't get like a hip-hop record going you know i was thinking uh did have you ever listened to, to grave diggers it's uh like um, rizza and some other people uh it's like horror. it's like a horror record and it's like a pretty Halloweeny kind of thing, and uh, mm. I usually do end up listening to it around Halloween. I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I put that on the list, but it like really like it just didn't fit, you know, even even with the Halloween yeah. you know kind of theme. But uh, you know, I uh, maybe I found an electronic record that does work, so I'll, I'll okay, table that. Okay. I'll table that. Interested, interested to hear about that. I mean, I feel like hip hop can be obviously be very summer. It can be very mm-hmm. winter. Yeah. Um, but Darren, did you struggle to think of like hip hop or electronic as fall? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really even venture into the genres when thinking about uh, fall records. Um, but although I will say that for electronic music, I think similarly to maybe one or two of my picks, you know, I think you can you can find a mood um, in electronic music that really matches one's sort of perspective of the mood of fall music, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, we'll keep turning, returning to some of these questions with our lists, I think. Um, and I think there's just one more thing I want to just sort of sum up here, even though we've sort of talked about it, is, you know, what, what was your process looking for albums um, for the fall? I mean, were you like, because I'll say that I found myself ranking 
the fallness of the album, <laughs> like even more than the quality of the album. I, I felt like, I mean, did you guys, how did you guys go about ranking and everything? Well, I'll, I'll say my ranking, it, it's sort of, you know, I didn't really think of it as like, this is the least fall, you know, to the, to the most, I really mm-hmm. just tried to pick five diverse records, um, that all sort of had that, you know, kind of feeling. Um, I did put number one, I put the one that was like, felt the most fall to me, but, um, otherwise yeah, like, yeah. you know, I really, I think I could jumble mine and it wouldn't change much. What about you, Darren? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think I'm, I'm in the exact same ballpark. Like I, I just kind of have five that like I could just put on at any time. I didn't really think like this is the, this is Mm -hmm. the number one, you know, fall album. Um, And, you know, my process was, you know, I looked at like some different like lists, right. And just try to get an idea of like kind of what other people were thinking. And, you know, I, I started down that road and then I got to thinking a bit more like I, I really just felt like it was such a subjective type of thing. Like, what do I personally like, like to listen around fall? And so I tried to, and so I, I tried to kind of avoid that. I was like, I mean, maybe not exactly what you're saying, but I was like consciously like, okay, I, I remember falling in love with this album during the fall yeah. and I associated with the fall, but I want to avoid that. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I feel like I did a little bit of a mix of both. Like, you know, I've got some albums on here that I think are, you know, pretty clearly fall into what we'll all probably agree being like kind of fall records. And then I've got stuff in there uh, that I think, you know, I think I can explain, but it might also be a bit of like, you know, this is just something that I feel like fits my idea of the mood of fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think I, you know, I I guess I thought about it. I ranked it in the sense of like, if you could only listen to one album and, you know, to know the fall, like pick my number one, you know, but in general, I did try to have some diversity and I was, I was thinking of you guys actually, because it was like, I was like, if there was some strange person like a Floridian that had no idea what fall was, (laughs) I want them to be able to listen to my five albums and know, you know, in a profound way, what fall feels like. So that's what I was aiming for. We'll see how, see how well I did, but um, yeah, I'm eager to get into it. So Dan, why don't you tell us your number five greatest autumn album of all time? All right. For number five, for me, I, I, this is sort of a personal choice and uh, it, it isn't an acoustic thing. I, you know, the, the thing being in Florida that like is easily most uh, recognizable as fall is Halloween. You know, it, it's like the um, the yeah. fall, you know, uh, holiday. So I went with, you know, the quintessential Halloween band. I went with the Misfits, uh, who I love. Um, I, I picked Static Age uh, mostly just because we haven't talked about that record before because, uh, you know, okay. they're pretty much all, 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 all going to be the same. But uh, that record was recorded in 1978, um, but was not released until 1996. But, um, you know, the, wow. the Misfits are just like the, you know, like I said, the quintessential Halloween band, you know, songs about horror movies, uh, scary stuff. Uh, you know, here we, we've got the Return of the Fly, which is literally just like. Uh, telling you the stars of a horror movie and, and stuff it's just, it's just it's just the perfect halloween thing it's it's a short record uh you know about 30 minutes um i i i don't think a halloween's gone by since i was a teenager that i haven't uh listened to pretty much the entire uh, misfits discography very interesting because yeah weirdly i didn't uh, i didn't find myself really thinking about halloween at all yeah. in making my list um it's the same for you, Darren? Yeah, yeah, I actually did not. When Dan mentioned that, I was like, oh, hmm, that's a, why didn't I even think about that? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, I mean, it it is like pretty essential to the fall yeah. vibe, right? Or, or do you think it's a little different? 
it, it feels it just kind of feels differently i feel like halloween is just almost like its own season it just only lasts for you know maybe yeah. a week at most you know what i mean but well, I, um, I mean you know like like the pumpkin is like the you know like the uh sort of icon of fall and yeah, uh, yeah I, I love carving pumpkins i you know i do it it's a i think halloween is like when when in florida like that week of halloween is like the only thing that's fall like to me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean isn't the the movie halloween is like uh set in the i mean obviously halloween but it's like so much that they isn't there there's some story where they like basically were bagging up leaves mm-hmm. they would dump them yeah, all over they the scene filmed film it, it you know in the summer or yeah whatever. but they had to collect them because it was like such a like uh poor <laughs> low budget uh thing <laughs> but um had to be had to be you know the right season with the leaves and the pumpkins everywhere and stuff and um you know, and that's maybe one of the defining uh, Halloween things. Certainly, you know, horror movies, it almost feels like the Misfits are, you know, even more about than actual Halloween, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, what? I mean, they have a song called Halloween. It's it's not on Static Age. It's on an EP. But, um, you know, you, how much more Halloween can you get? <laughs> Two songs yeah, no, called Halloween, mean, actually. I- I just think it's interesting, got it, because it, it is probably like a staple of most people's fall to spend at least one night watching a bunch of horror movies, you know, on Halloween mm-hmm. or nearby that. And um, so, okay, so interesting pick there. Um, Darren, what is your number five autumn album? So I went way out there um, and I picked something that is kind of just a personal favorite. Um, uh-huh. The artist's name is Kazuki Tomokawa, and I'm going to wow. butcher the japanese uh of the album but it's ore no uchi de nariyama manai uta um i did okay. capture a an english translation for everyone it's poems that won't stop crying from within um all right from, from 1978 <laughs> yep so so this actually you know this was pop this is probably the only album on the on the uh on my list that was really me like thinking back to like fall semesters at the you know university and stuff like that um it was during like college that i kind of really fell into you know exploring international music a lot right um i had taken a class like on korea and they had actually spent some time going through like korean music and not just you know k-pop or anything um and i expanded that a little bit into like japanese music and stuff so i came across kazuki tomokawa as a he was just you know described as like a you know japanese folk artist obviously described as like the japanese bob dylan right um okay and so you know there's a lot of acoustic guitar on this record um in fact this record actually has a bit more of like bob dylan going electric um in the sense that there's like a band uh, backing him and stuff but he also has you know just him and an acoustic guitar stuff as well but um the the thing i, I like about it is that you know it always just kind of reminds me of uh like a the fall breeze i know this is going to sound corny as hell but like that sort of this cool <laughs> you know breeze where like the trees and the leaves are blowing and stuff like that and you know in florida you you it feels like you have to go to certain places to really be able to witness that sort of thing it just so happened that like at the university of south florida where i was going to school there were a lot of trees and just that kind of feeling of being outside it almost felt like we weren't i wasn't in florida in a sense at least my perception of florida where there's not i mean there are trees but i don't know it's just mostly they're not flat palm and, trees 
yeah yeah you get what i'm saying and so like it you know and then the music just kind of keeps that sort of mid tempo sound right and just fits so well with what i sort of perceive as like you know nice cool like weather like an autumn breeze um which is so so rare in florida but it does happen and um i you know i don't know know how deep i should get into a record you guys may not be aware of but um i just kind of feel like it was an immediate it was one of the first albums i thought of when i started thinking about this list and is it something that you think like when we, you know, if anybody put it on, they might think fall or is it more, it's more of a personal thing for you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say if you would like immediately be thinking fall, like if you didn't know that I was like, this is a fall record, check it out. Um, I, I Probably not. Right. But I, I think that if you were like you, Gabe, looking at like, you know, st- stock photos of fall, <laughs> maybe, I right. think you would kind of feel like, oh, all right yeah i can get this yeah yeah all right i can see okay so we started off with two albums that only one of us knows not great for a podcast but i'm gonna fix that with my number five which is animal collective sung tongs from 2004 okay yeah yeah you know i i guess so originally i had something else on my list and this kind of worked its way up into it um was gonna just be an honorable mention but i decided that i wanted to I, i i had a lot of you know, pretty moody music, I would say on my list, um, initially. And, you know, I was thinking like, I want to, you know, there needs to be something fun because fall can be fun. Like, you know, something that captures a feeling of jumping into a pile of leaves or like dropping acid in the woods, for example. <laughs> um, and this kind of nails that, that feeling. I mean, it's, it's pretty sparse, right? It's mostly acoustic guitar. There's, you know, some kind of some acoustic, like usually hand type percussion, like a little bit of play with some sort of electronic sound effects here and there. And then just a ton of like off the rails vocal play, you know, just like having this yipping and hollering and like just crazy fun. Um, And so it's got kind of like a sitting around the campfire vibe, but also like just a fun play with music. Um, I don't know. It was interesting because it was like, we did, I mean, it was quite a while ago now, but we did Merryweather for a, for one of our first episodes of this podcast. And I was kind of like skimming through the animal collective, you know, albums that I used to love so much. And I remember listening to this album and just being like a little bored and just being like, ah, oh, it's not so like eclectic. And, you know, like they, uh, they get soon after this with like feels and strawberry jam mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, little one note, but then listening to it in this context, I was like, you know what that that really sustained like cohesive kind of autumnal mood it makes it perfect for this list um what do you guys think about sung tongs yeah i think that's a good choice and and really i i i thought about animal collective when i was doing this Uh um you know um i thought about sung tongs it it did make it mostly because i've never like been in love with that record you know it's it's always been sort of like Uh a a second tier uh one one for me but i did think about that i thought about feels a little bit i i i don't think it like you know didn't hit me quite you know autumnal enough um but yeah i definitely like would think of animal collective as half a summer band and half a a a fall band Yeah, what do you think about this pick, Darren? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great pick. Um, I kind of had it. I didn't really have it on my list, but it was among some of the albums that I was looking at. So, you know, an honorable mention for sure. Um, I think Animal Collective just kind of in general sort of embodies that idea of like a a crazy 
you know crazy uh campfire experience right not just like your standard like yeah. kumbaya mm-hmm. type of campfire um which is really cool you know and, and i think this music like really captures that like you can just like close your eyes and immediately envision um you know kind of being out there with a bunch of friends like at a campfire and just doing like some yeah. wild yeah. shit right i mean I, I think that it it really captures that so it's really it's a good pick yeah it's like incredibly playful and it's a weird album um you know kind of like you mentioned dan in the sense that it's not it's not like a super even uh quality wise album um it's 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 pretty bizarre it, it like it, it really gets pretty meandering at points mm-hmm. and then it really fizzles out i mean i think like the last song is like like the most hated uh just unanimously on the album um in fact i think every album after this they get really good at like ending on a banger like every single album um but not this time it could have used one at the end there but it's weird because again it's like that that consistent mood and just like the sort of different variations on the basically acoustic campfire feel make it really good for this list i think but also nothing beats like that one two punch of leaf house and who could win a rabbit yeah i mean for sure. yeah yeah that is it, good it's like the it's like the opening tracks that you know launched a thousand ships or whatever it's like you know to me that we talk about this a lot but it's like to me it was just like this was an album where it was like you know you put this on you finish track two you turn it off you're like i've heard enough you grab your acoustic guitar and you start yep. like yipping and hollering and trying to do what they did because it's like so inspiring you, you know, like the greatest yeah yeah, yeah 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 but it's got that thing like i could do this you know it's it's so it's so exciting and i just feel like this album almost represents like like uh like you know how, like the ramones their first album is just so revolutionary and they kind of just do the same thing over and over again to varying levels of success it's kind of like all that excitement of the Ramones first album in just two songs right at once, like just straight into your veins. And then it's enough to like, just start a whole indie movement, which I think it kind of partly did. Um, okay. So we are on to Dan, your number four. Yeah. Number four. Uh, you know, you talked about, uh, it, it's difficult to find electronic music that goes with, um, with autumn. Um, but I think there's, there's one band that, that really kind of does it. And that's, that's boards of Canada. You know, they, they've got these because okay. they use those organic, you know, sort of uh, s- samples and, um, you know, sound. They That's always true. sort of have like a naturey sort of feel to it. So I, I went with In a Beautiful Place Out in the Country, which is an EP, but eh, sue me. Um, yeah. You know, um, because, you know, I, I, the, the title, honestly. You know, in a beautiful place out in the country. <laughs> right. That that seems like fall to me. You know, I, I said it. I don't I don't camp, but I don't hike either. But if I was gonna hike, <laughs> right. I feel like this would be a great record to listen to during it. You know, it, it's got that like sort of uh, you know for electronic music. I feel like Boards of Canada has a very like natural feel. You know, like even the sense yeah. that they're they're drowned in all this like sort of um, you know like tape um, sound and, and and reverb and just. It, it, it's always kind of got this like VHS kind of feel to it all, which right, right. I, I don't know how that's like necessarily a, an autumn feel, but I don't know. It, it does it for me. You know, it, it like really gives me that sort of, um, you know, kind of watching an old, old horror movie on, on a, you know, recorded off the TV on a, on a tape kind of thing feel to it. Mm. And um, I mean, just mostly like I, like I said, it, the, this record, if I ever went outside, um, it, it's, it seems like something that would be, uh, you know, mighty nice to listen to uh, while you're in a beautiful place out in the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
what do you think, Darren, about Boards of Canada as a uh, and this EP in particular as a autumn thing? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, um, just thinking about you know electronic music, I I I think that you can definitely capture a mood um, as opposed to like hip hop, where it's it's just a little a little bit more difficult, I think, to mm-hmm. to really. Um, uh, isolate a type of mood but you can definitely do something like that in in um electronic music so even if you're not using organic instruments and all this sort of stuff you can still get down to that same type of mood and i think the way dan described it was perfect i mean it, and it it varies as we've kind of been discussing um from the whole campfirey feel right that where we we're just talking about with the animal co- collective but it still feels like yep i could totally dig this as like an autumn like being outside type of thing you know yeah, it's it, it's weird because I, I I did consider Boards of Canada and I just find it like actually super fascinating that, you know, if you think about the kind of warp scene of the late 90s, early 2000s, I feel like it was about sounding as futuristic as possible in a lot of ways, like for pretty much mm-hmm. everybody but Boards of Canada, yeah. which they're weirdly like trying to sound as organic as possible, which... I don't know. Today gives them like a very fresh and like unique um, sound, I think, but um, is really strange just historically, like why what they were after. But, you know, I, I think you're right that it does sort of fit in that way um, more than a lot of other electronic music. But I, I did try listening to, you know, music has the right to children and stuff. And I don't know, I just couldn't really I couldn't really make myself like get past the uh, the electronic aspects. Maybe it could work as like you know i can imagine it like uh walking uh home from school or something in the fall and you've got your headphones on you know your big like over the ear headphones listening <laughs> to this that would be pretty nice but i just don't know about like you're sitting around the campfire and you like put this on the on the old stereo you know uh, well yeah i i yeah i didn't think the campfire thing and and honestly i i thought about the campfire head phase but it seemed a little too on the nose uh, uh, you know, you but you know, it just, I, I feel like here in Florida, like autumn, like summer is so oppressively hot that it's like, unless you're going outside to do something that has to do with swimming, like stay the fuck inside. Like it, it's too hot. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like literally, you know, you, you walk from your car to a store and you're sweating. So, you know, you right. stay inside. So like when you, the, the first thing of autumn is always like, oh fuck we can go to the coffee place and sit outside (laughs) and like it's a big deal here like me and my i mean we won't this year with coronavirus but you know normally we like (laughs) as soon as it gets like nice out i'm like what fucking restaurants have outdoor seating because that's where we're eating tonight you know and we we go to the coffee shop fucking couple times a week and sit outside and just just read a book you know or something it's just like you you you've been it's like the opposite you know most most places like you get stuck inside in the winter here it's uh, you know it's like your your first breath yeah, of freedom yeah, is true. that that first time you you <laughs> feel that little chill in the air you're like grab the fucking sweaters and let's let's hit outdoors yeah. grab the boards of canada yeah, yeah. get the I mean, boards that's of pretty canada. uh that's pretty unique actually yeah i hadn't thought of that but it is kind of like maybe floridians are just going to associate anything that makes them think of like nature with fall because it's the first time you're actually allowed out of your house yeah exactly um, and i think i forgot to say that it came out in 2000 i don't i don't think i said that okay yeah all right trying to keep track of that stuff um because actually another question i had and maybe we can get to this later but you know i feel like the 70s was very fall i was uh, i was oriented. gonna say that yeah did, did you find that darren is it kind of weird it was like a very autumnal decade um 
yeah yeah i mean my first record was from the 70s of course it was from somebody in japan but still yeah i I, um i I felt like the sound too was just very like like the way it was like recorded and everything the way the acoustic guitar kind of sounds yeah and and i think that's probably true in a lot of like 70s records too maybe it was because like the 70s was like the folk rock you know like the uh james taylor kind of thing singer songwriters Yeah. yeah i mean i just you know i was just like worried up front like what if my whole list is just like albums from the early seventies, but uh, it didn't work out that way. But um, anyway, that's why we're trying to list the years here. See how diverse we were able to be. Darren, what is your number four autumn album? Yep. So number four for me was Bill and Sebastian. If you're feeling sinister. All right. This was very, very close for me, but didn't quite make it. Yep. So, you know, I think this album kind of is, is one of the ones that, I, I certainly saw it on like a lot of um of yeah. lists, you know what I mean? And I, I think that there is a definite sense of season um on this record. I mean, of course there's a song like Fox in the Snow, you know what I mean? Like you it you really can't help but but think about, you know, cold weather. Um but I mean and and then I think the acoustic guitar being such a central part of of uh of this record, um you know, I, I think kind of just applies now. Again, this isn't necessarily campfirey. This is more to me like, you know, daytime in the fall. Um, yeah, yeah. Type of music. You know what I mean? And 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 I only say that because like some of the albums that I'll talk about a little bit later to me feel a little more nighttime, and and I'll get into that a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Actually, it's it's quite it's quite sunny and bright, but it's also like very um soft everything is very soft on this record every like very muted you know you think of like the the fall color scheme which is like pretty um i don't know the right word monochromatic in a way i mean we think of it as colorful but it's kind of like just different shades of red orange and yellow um but yeah it's got that kind of like nice uh yeah very very appropriate for like a a fall day for some reason it makes me think of everything being damp which you guys might not know but is like a very key part of the fall for some reason like just everything is wet you know these leaves they fall on the ground and they're like soaked you know and just Do you mean like never constant dries. rainfall like usually multiple times a day is that what you mean because that's we can yeah, a lot of that. that's florida yeah <laughs> yeah that's a floridian thing this is just like the leaves fall it rains once it will never dry ever <laughs> like they're just gonna be wet forever and i don't know this album just feels wet do you like this album dan i don't know if we've ever talked about it before you know i i used to like bill and sebastian uh probably probably about like when i was in college but i i really have like they're one of those bands that just no, nothing ever made me stop liking them i just sort of like forgot about them and you know i didn't really even think about i mean they are a pretty you know like fall kind of you know band but I, yeah. I didn't even i didn't even think to like listen to this they're a band i just completely <laughs> forgot about like it's so weird yeah interesting yeah i was like absolutely obsessed with this album for a while but I, I i do find that i don't return to it that much um so my number four is nico chelsea girl from 1967 okay it's 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 very very interesting i think for the purposes of this list because you've got nico who is like an ice queen. Like she is the most wintry sounding person Mm -hmm. ever. And then you've got these incredibly sparse uh, arrangements, essentially, which is usually just like one, um, you know, clean electric guitar, like usually finger finger picked or whatever. Um, But then, you know, whoever, the producer, as was typical in the late 60s, uh, happened to Leonard Cohen as well, the same year. 
um, added a shit ton of like strings and flutes mm-hmm. and all this shit to it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people hate it. I I love it. I think it like adds so much to the album. And what it does is it like kind of raises the temperature just enough. I think this album is pretty cold. I should like acknowledge that it's got a it's got a song like called uh, Winter Song. So <laughs> you know, it's that, late fall. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I'll admit it gets pretty wintry in the middle there, but um, you know this is kind of like you know it it comes back, and it, this is kind of like the the sound of um, when there's like a couple leaves left on the trees. That's it. You know, you're still in fall, but it's it's about over. <laughs> Shifting um, into winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's real cold. Like you're trying to have a couple last bonfires, and you're all kind of like freezing your ass off, and you're like it's probably too late in the season to still be doing this, but we're, we're still trying. That's what this album sounds like, but it's just like, I don't know. We talked about this album on our previous podcast metaphoric. And I remember being like, I don't know, just not as hot on it as I am now. I mean, I've always liked it, but this week I was listening and I was like, you know, Hey, maybe cause it's becoming fall here. But I was like, this album is great. Like every song is so great. I mean, think about, it. you've got like Lou Reed, you got Jackson Brown, even Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm contributing songs here and they're all like bringing their a game and then somehow nico still steals the show i mean what do you guys think about this album i absolutely love that record uh in fact when i when i was talking earlier uh, about like you know there were some records i listened to and just decided they were a little too cold i i my favorite nico records the marble index um and i mm-hmm. you know i was listening to, I, I really just kind of wanted to do it because i wanted to listen to it for two weeks um, but uh, it was just too cold. And then I, I did think like, well, you know, maybe, maybe Chelsea girl warms it up a little bit, uh, but you know, winter, uh, song, <laughs> you know, t- turned me off. Um, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely thought about it and I mean, th- this is a fantastic record. You, you're right. I mean, you, the, the, the songwriting credits like alone and then, and, and it's not even the best part, you know, Nico really is. And I yeah. agree with you too. The, the strings, you know, I, I know she's, she has said that she hated it. I think, I think she said she like broke down in tears when she heard it or, or something yeah. um, like that. But um, I, I, I do think it, it, it adds a lot to the record. You know, I think it was a good, good choice. Um, you know, I mean, I, it sucks that it wasn't her idea, but um, I, I, I do, I do enjoy them. I don't, I mean, I listen to some and I'm like, what would, I mean, what would fairest of the season sound like without these strings? It I would mean, be like a much worse song. You know, because like Marble Index is like so much starker and everything. Uh, yeah. But but I just don't think like Chelsea Girl, I think just doesn't have like the 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 the, uh, the actual like songs themselves, like the lyrics and everything like just aren't stark enough. You know, they're not they're not the same starkness right. as Marble yeah, Index. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They aren't appropriate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, Chelsea Girls, like what with those without those little flute, like, mm-hmm. you know. Do 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 in between her lines, like what 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 would that song even be? It would be like so so sparse. But what do you think about this album, Darren? You know, to be honest, I don't really remember it. Um, oh wow! Which goes to say, I have not listened to it since we uh, since we talked about it. So very interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you know it makes me um, it makes me want to ask, you know, if and maybe some of our our picks have already kind of dispelled this, but. I found myself wondering, like, does does fall music have to be sparse? Because I, I found myself gravitating toward that. You know, I've already mentioned Animal Collective and this now, and it's like both are very, very sparse in a way. Do you think it's possible to have like a big, you know, lush like uh, fall album? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
I'm, you know, obviously my first pick, uh, you know, the Misfits isn't, you know, sparse or, mm-hmm. or anything, but I picked that more for the Halloween reason, uh, you know. Right. Um, but, I, you know, without giving anything away, I, I think, yeah, I think all my records at least have some sort of uh, sparsity in them. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so necessarily, right? Because, you know, I keep going back to, like, how it is, like, in Florida and, you know, cooler weather tends to, to show up in the evening time and and so i was sort of thinking about the moodiness of like evenings right and sometimes that doesn't necessarily have to be quiet soft or whatever like one of my honorable mentions honestly was godspeed use um slow riot because to me i moya i just i I could just close my eyes and like envision just like cooler weather and you know again another one where i would have enjoyed just kind of walking around with like that blustery wind and stuff um, but you know, I, I, it, it, it was an honorable mention, didn't make my list and maybe it's because it's too, it's too big. It's not smart enough maybe, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that, th- that the mood that that creates could certainly fit into like a fall season. Well, I, I think, you know, wh- what you just said leads into my, my next pick. So I'll just go ahead. Okay. Um, a, uh, Godspeed side project. I picked a record from the Silver Mount Zion Memorial Orchestra. Uh, okay. I, I don't really know how to say the title. It's like Collapse Traditionals, but it's like spelled weird or something. Um, so <laughs> sue me if I'm wrong. But uh, I, yeah, I picked it because you know I, I thought about Godspeed and I and I thought about Slow Riot. Uh, in fact, but I did think it was just a little too like uh, I don't know dr- dramatic, not in a bad way or anything, but you know just a little yeah. too big. Um, here with the Silver Mount Zion, uh, this came out in 2010. Um, you know, you're still getting like obviously it's a lot of the same members um, from Godspeed, and you get you get that sort of like atmospheric, you know, guitar, um, you know, being played with like screwdriver. You get like the little bit of you know uh, violin, the like stand up bass kind of thing. But then you've also got you know uh Ephraim sings here and it, it, it's it's like uh. it's like a mix between godspeed and like godspeed and, and folk rock or something you know like it, it's got a yeah. folk rock um element in it which i think like pushes it from I, you know slow ride I, w- I would say is maybe like a winter you know kind of record and, and adding that little the little uh folkiness that we get here uh, i think pushes it back a little bit in time and, and brings us to the fall um, so I, I don't think you're like completely wrong in, in that thinking, uh, there, Darren, even though you just honorable mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, you know, it's interesting cause I, I did consider putting, um, some do make say think mm. on my list and you know, that's, I wouldn't describe it as sparse, but because it's, it relies so heavily on these kind of like string instruments and stuff these instruments that just sound like organic to me where you can hear that kind of like you know you actually hear a bow sliding across the strings and everything and you know it just kind of i don't know it just gives me that kind of earthy earthy tone even though it can be like quite dark and dramatic um but i mean yeah i guess maybe you don't know this album darren i don't know this album either but it sounds like you're okay with not sparse i mean dramatic post-rock type music in the fall yeah yeah i think i think that that's appropriate okay well what is your number three darren so my number three pick is an album from 2010 it happened to come out in october of uh, i'm sorry not 2010 2007 um and it happened to come out in october 
2007, Radioheads in Rainbows. Wow, very nice. Interesting. Yep, okay, and it's not why. just because 15 Step gets played at the end of like the Twilight movie or anything. I, mean, <laughs> <look>. <laughs> I can't help but I think didn't about know that, that, but all right. Look, my well, my wife loves the Twilight series, so I, I just happen to, <laughs> to know that bit of uh, information. Um, you know, I, and and I think this this type of music here again kind of goes back to a little bit of it's a little bit of some sparseness here, I think, in some places, and it's also like that electronic like mood that you can kind of create. And of course, Radiohead, I think, is just moody music in general, right? I mean, you could look yeah. at Kid A, Amnesiac, or whatever, and like kind of find that sort of mood that you're looking for but i think in rainbows in particular um is just a great like cool evening type of like record which probably could apply to maybe any season but you know again i the best weather i feel like in florida is really that end of fall into like winter here technically or whatever and and Mm -hmm. arguably it might just be truly winter but you know elsewhere it's like you know f- snowing in places but here it's like nice 60 degrees and stuff like that and yeah. like this record is just a great one i feel like to to put on you know as that is happening so i guess this is more of like for me like the tail end like almost hitting heading into winter very very interesting i'm not sure i can personally see this as fall uh it feels very summery to me like very bright and colorful and i'm not just saying that because of the album are i mean you know you think of like 15 step like all the clapping and stuff it's like i feel like if you can clap to the music it shouldn't be played during fall that might be like just a rule that i have um that's summer uh you only clap during summer um what do you make of this pick dan yeah maybe it's a florida thing because you know i really thought about radiohead um i was thinking more i I thought more king of limbs i uh, king of limbs was was more that i could see for sure but, you know, I did think about In Rainbows, and the album art on the box set is gray, so, you know, it's not colorful. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, I, I, I could see it. Um, you know, it, there are, I mean, there's definitely moments in it that that are not fall. I do agree with you, Gabe, like the, the hand clapping's not a super fall, you know, mo- maneuver. And like a little reggae on House of Cards and stuff, you know, reggae can't be in the fall. But <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the rule, too. I don't think, they probably don't have fall in Jamaica. Um but I mean, you know, something like something like videotape, um, you know, I think that's a, you know, that that's a. Well, that's true. That's a pretty. Well, like, I think like tumble. nude, nude and yeah, RPG, yeah. you know, like I, I feel like those kind of fit that sort of mood. I think, I think even weird need, fishes, you know? you know, weird fishes even a little bit. I, I yeah. could see it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, you know, I was I was slightly tempted to put Amnesiac on my list. Um, I saw some people mentioning that and it's, it is pretty interesting because it's kind of like it's like kid a i would totally associate with winter because it's so like cold Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. desolate inhuman yeah and you know amnesiac brings the um you know a lot of guitars and stuff back in you know and like a lot of like acoustic pianos and stuff back into the mix and you get that kind of like really desolate wintry vibe with the electronics mixed in with a lot of these um pretty sparse guitar arrangements and stuff i could see that one but then there would be you know these tracks like you know, polk pole revolving doors would just be like, and I'd be like, fuck, I'm in like a snowstorm, you know, a digital <laughs> snowstorm. But, um, but this, I, I just, I just don't know if I can, uh, if I can see my way to this. My, my, must be a Floridian thing. Um, I'll do my number three, which is 
Bob Dylan, New Morning from 1970. All right. Now, this is not... A top-tier Dylan album, I think, by anybody's standards. But I do feel like it's severely underrated, uh, just personally. And I would also venture to say that it is so um, autumn. You know, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm ranking partially on the autumnness of, the, of these albums. I'm not sure that I would say that New Morning is a better album than Chelsea Girl, but uh, it's autumner than Chelsea Girl, I would say. So... I think it's so autumn that it almost only sounds good in autumn. And I, I'm not, I don't mean like, I don't mean that like how it sounds. I mean, like if everybody could listen to this, you know, by a campfire as it's getting a little cool out, um, you know, maybe you just woke up and you got like a warm cup of coffee and you got your hoodie on and all the trees are all these different colors. And, um, you know, you're, you're listening to this and, um, everybody would probably love it as much as I do. Like, and then you could listen to it anytime you want because you would have had that experience with it. Um, that's kind of my, my feelings about this. And, you know, I'll just say it's like, it's pretty sparse, you know, it's interesting. It's got pretty interesting arrangements, like very loose kind of, you know, rough around the edges, um, recording style. It sounds kind of like uh, Neil Young's tonight, tonight's the night. If instead of like losing all hope and wanting to kill yourself, you were just kind of like happy and content living in the country. Um, if you can imagine that. Um, but a lot of times it sounds like there, there should be like a strumming acoustic guitar and it's just missing. It's just not in there. Instead, it's like just kind of like some piano and some little lead licks here and there and some light organ and stuff. Um, but Dan, as our kind of resident uh, Dylan fanatic, I wonder what you think about uh, this pick of New Morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. It's not a top tier Dylan record. It, it's second tier, though. Um, I, I love it. Um uh-huh. You know, if not for you, it's like such a great song. Uh, both both Dylan's version and uh, George Harrison's, um, "The Man and Me," yeah. which yeah, you know, all time, yeah, that that's such a great song. Um, the one, the, the I think the thing that really stops it from being top tier is uh, "If Dogs Run Free." That song is so annoying. I I hate that I mean, song I'll, so much. Um, I'll agree with that, but it's like a thirty-five minute album, and it's got like a, a nice chunk of like really great. Yeah, songs. yeah. There's I mean, just Went a to couple. See the Gypsy is absolutely awesome. New Morning is absolutely awesome. But I also kind of appreciate that there are a couple weird songs on here that are like these little left turns that I don't think Dylan made much. Like, you know, okay, if Dogs Turn Free isn't like a good song, but it's like a weird jazz piece with like scatting yeah, over the top. The scatting just, is like, so annoying. S- him just like saying beat poetry it's like kind of cool that that exists i love like the last the last song two songs three angels and father of night which are like another kind of monologue thing and like just a weird you know i think he wrote them for like a play originally or something and they kind of sound like that mm-hmm. um but yeah go on i i, I will fault you another uh, you know you, you did this two albums now uh there's a song called yeah winter i'm glad Lude you're bringing on, this up yeah. i'm glad yes yes good call there's it what? out there's a song called winter lewd oh. which yeah, which he rhymes with the I've word dude many times uh which is also a little <laughs> ridiculous but also great <laughs> I've got I've got a note right here that I do need to acknowledge that there is a song called Winter Lude, but I will argue that it is. It. <laughs> it's true, but it's like so hokey. Winter Lude, this dude think like, thinks you're fine. <laughs> it's so good. It doesn't make me think of winter at all because it's just like so. I don't know. It's like going to a hoedown or something mm-hmm. like. It did come that, out. The record dance. came out in October, so I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. You know, I don't know it. You know, it's it's a. Like, unlike Nico, where it actually does get pretty wintry in vibe in the middle there, 
this is just like a kind of funny hokey ass song uh thrown in here that i don't think disturbs the the overall vibe on that note though darren i wonder what you think about well i do want to hear if you have any opinions on new morning but also like when you're thinking about mood music like music for a specific season or a specific setting or mood can you kind of like overlook imperfections in the album if the mood is right you know what i'm saying i mean yeah i i think so um and i think that some of my picks kind of apply there you know i think radiohead being one of those where you know there's definitely outliers right and it this doesn't the that album in particular doesn't present itself necessarily as a fall record but it's got a mood to it where i think it just can work you know what i mean um I'm not as familiar with uh, this Dylan record, actually. Like, I, I definitely love, if uh, not for you, this version and George Harrison, like like Dan had mentioned. But um, but I'm not, yeah, I haven't really spent much time with this uh, with this record, actually, surprisingly. It's kind of like, it, it's weird because it was kind of, I think it was super hyped when it first came out, probably because everybody uh, <laughs> hated Self-Portrait so much. It was like a relief that he put out a normal album. But like it's kind of like just dropped in status i guess since then it's like often overlooked i feel and I, I just think like it's there are a bunch of songs that are so fucking good um but you know another question i have specifically for you uh dan is like and maybe we can table this if if it's going to become an issue in a minute here but um <laughs> i was thinking about somebody like artists like bob dylan you know could you conceivably put like any bob dylan album on a fall list because he is a folk artist or do you think there is something like distinctly fall about some of his albums you know i was i was thinking about that and you know because i i looked at some you know people's lists online and, and everything and i did see dylan like it mentioned uh a bit as being like a fall artist but really like you know maybe maybe the the, the folk you know ones more so but even then i i don't it, maybe it's just because like those records uh, you know, like personally have like s- different, you know, things uh, associated with them. I, I just like don't feel like a seasonalness to really any of them. Um, I, yeah. I, I, so I, I didn't put a Dylan record on here. Um, you know, I sort of did think about Blood on the Tracks as being like a little autumnal, you know, it's like sure. the, the autumn yeah. of a marriage and stuff, but uh, really, right, right. really, I didn't pick it because we did a whole episode on it and I didn't, you know, no sense talking about it again, sense. but, um, but yeah, I, I, I really, you know, I, I, so many people had him as being like an autumn artist. I think that maybe the fault is with me just because like, I mean, I listen to Dylan, you know, probably at least once a week. So it, it's, it's an, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it defies, you know, se- seasonality. Oh, yeah. that's where yeah. we're heading. <laughs> it, <laughs> it defies it all. I got you. Yeah. I, I was, I was like tempted initially to, to do freewheeling. But he's like walking in snow on the cover. I, yeah, I yeah. Shake it. I, I thought like, about that too. I was like, nope, it's a winter album. Sorry. Um, okay, so that was my number three. We're on to your number two, Dan. Yeah, number two for me is from 1966. Also came out in October. Uh, is Parsley Sage Rosemary and Time from uh, okay. Simon and Garfunkel? I, I feel like Simon and Garfunkel are a pretty uh, autumnal yeah. band. Um, I, on a lot of people's lists, I saw Sound of Silence, uh, which obviously great, great record, but a little, little more winter for me. But, you know, uh, I, th- yeah. I think part of the Sage Rosemary and Time, we still, you know, we're getting, we're getting colder. We're, we got the acoustic guitars out, you know, but there's still some, some, some fun here, you know, like big, bright, uh, big, bright green pleasure machine. You know, that's a upbeat 
you know, sort of songs mm-hmm. still. You know, we're not we're not totally in the in the depths. Uh, you know, same with Fifty Ninth uh, Street Bridge song. Um, you know, it did. I think, you know, they're just the quintessential, you know, we, we were talking about this, like that 70s sort of, you know, singer songwriter kind of thing. And e- even though you yeah, know, they're from yeah. the 60s, I think they're, they're like really what kicked that off, you know, that they, they, they are, true. they're like so responsible for, for so much of that, that I think like they are sort of the, the quintessential folk rock, you know, autumnal band. Yeah, this is so funny because I was like, it was just a couple of days ago. My girlfriend had never seen The Graduate, and so oh, nice. we watched it. And I was like thinking the whole time, I was like, I should have put Parsley Sage, Rosemary, and Time on my <laughs> autumn album list. Uh, I was honestly worried that you would have also put it on, you know, at least one of their <laughs> yeah. records. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I did, I guess I, I thought about it, and I, I kind of ended up deciding that, like, you know, there are two big ones, Bookends and um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. They both have like a couple songs that are to not uh autumn you know mm-hmm. like bridge over trouble water for example is like i don't know what season that would be but uh um or like save the life of my child has like a freaking synthesizer on it which nobody talks about enough like yeah the yeah they never do opening song basically on that uh on one of the greatest folk albums of all time is like a synth rock song um yeah what do you make of of uh simon and garfunkel as a quintessential autumn act darren yeah, I mean, I think it's fitting. You know, I'm not like a massive fan. You know, I've definitely uh, dabbled in this album a little bit, dabbled in some of their other albums, but I've never really just been that like in love. But I mean, it. I would say this was a great pick, you know, just based on the sound, based on all the sort of definitions that we've been kind of trying to throw out there. Um, I, I think mm. it definitely fits. I think there, I agree with you, Dan, though, that like there are some songs, not here, but on other records that are a little more make me actually think of like wintry type of mm-hmm. uh, stuff. But, but here I think this is pretty good. I'm looking at the track list, you know, cloudy. That's a fall thing, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for following the instructions, uh, Dan. <laughs> yeah. There's no song called winter lewd on this record. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I, I made it a point to like avoid, like if I was listening to an, an album and it had like a song called, fall leaves or something i was like nope not gonna pick this because it's <laughs> too like, on the nose you know, biased by the yeah or whatever <laughs> but but I, yeah i also i actually really also considered putting uh paul simon's first album on this uh list but again first song is a freaking reggae song for some reason and you know the rule about no reggae during uh fall so <laughs> that is true do they it. do say that um I, i'll say my, even the, my my wife yeah. uh w- wanted to write her own list and i don't think you guys saw it but she did uh send it to us on instagram um and she oh, she really? did put paul simon's songbook as as number one for herself so uh, uh, okay okay <laughs> well yeah i i think that overall he's a pretty autumnal artist um we are on to your number two darren Yep, so number two for me, uh, you know, this might come as a bit of a surprise pick here, but um, I actually picked a classical record. And let me explain, right? So it's a piano, it's a classical piano record um, by an artist named Alice Sarah Ott, and it's called Nightfall. Um, And it's interesting because, like, I, you know, I love a lot of classical music, but I have never, ever really thought that I would ever, you know, be interested in an, an actual, like, album that is not just simply called piano concerto and E flat major, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I've always just listened to. If I want to listen to a piece, I just, that's what those albums are mostly called. But there are definitely a lot of artists, you know, classical artists that um, release records that have like an, an actual name and they kind of combine, you know, different pieces from different uh, composers. 
because they're trying to obviously create a mood right and i had never just really considered it so this this record contains um you know piano music from like debussy right like claire de lune is on Uh here um it has eric uh seti um i can't you know obviously pronounce all these incredibly (laughs) european names but um no cyan is on there which i think you're familiar with uh gabe um and then it it ends with like uh, a few pieces from ravel so you know this is really all about like kind of mute mood music for me um mm-hmm. it's definitely something that like i love you know reading a book to you know as and it it just kind of creates this like nightfall obviously to me here in florida is like cooler weather generally not now necessarily but um again i keep kind of coming back to this because like for you know so much of fall for me and i guess maybe it is just a personal thing you know i associate it with cooler weather which i think is like fair because that's what other people experience and um you know just being at like just that that kind of nighttime music you know and, it, and it's not necessarily like um sleeping music you know what i mean like there yeah. is definitely some like energy and emotion yeah. in the music so for me this is like really just kind of setting a really great mood and it is like for me perfect for like the fall type of like cooler nighttime weather like it's almost as if like that's the only time that i could really get into these selections from these composers yeah that's that's interesting um and interesting that it's kind of like i guess i would describe solo piano music as sparse although (laughs) it's it doesn't really make sense because it's like a composition for an instrument it's not like it was trying you you couldn't make it anymore yeah unless you added other pianos and stuff like that but um also not bringing like a grand piano to a campfire i realize that yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's never gonna happen (laughs) even though for some reason i do associate like just a clean acoustic piano with (laughs) natural sounds i don't know why that is but yeah um what do you make of a pick like this dan yeah i mean you know i thought about um uh, uh, uh classical music a little bit you know I, i'm i'm into modern classical much more so but i did think about it you know because um like darren said here in florida like you in in autumn like the the daytime is still often like kind of warm um but then yeah you get like it, it's it's like a, such a hard thing to like describe but like they're at a certain point in the year like a, a flip uh, a switch gets flipped and like nighttime starts to feel different and th- that is like a big fall thing so like fall really does sort of like feel nighttimey uh, a lot to me uh, mm-hmm. as well um you know I, I i was thinking you know i i ran through some like um uh, you know steve reich and i i thought about like you know gas a little bit and, and everything and yeah. i just you know something always what wasn't wasn't quite there uh for me but um you know like i i get it with the the reading and everything you know like like i said my wife and i we like to go to like the coffee shop and read once it gets cool outside and and everything right, so right. you know and sometimes we'll sit you know uh on on our patio and you know i'll play some music and we'll read or, or whatnot so you know so so things like that I, I i do understand obviously i you know i don't i don't know this exact record or anything but um yeah I, you know i could i could see like a, a, a sparse piano kind of thing uh working decently well yeah i can totally see it and you know because i think about like uh nico's chelsea girl which is like a you know there's so much classical type string Mm -hmm. and flute you know woodwind work and stuff on that and to me that was like the most fall part of it the thing i like kind of made it fall um so yeah i could totally imagine getting down with that um my number two 
is from 2010. It is Joanna Newsom's "Have One on Me." Mm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm shocked, Darren. This is not on your list. It's, it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How did, yeah. how did I know? Yeah. Okay. Wow, so, you know, this really, you know, let me just point out here for a second. This this upsets me because <laughs> I was thinking that I was going to have a slam dunk because there's actually a song called Autumn on this record. And he, now Gabe, after right. fumbling <laughs> with two records Make with Winter on it. it, thinks he's making up for he it. He steals your, right. uh, your slam dunk. Wow. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, I was like, just, I was like, well, you know. Should I put this on? We're for sure going to talk about it because it's going to be on Darren's list. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to. You know, um, I'll say that for me, you know, this album, it took me like a couple of years to to like, and not just because it's so long, but I was a big fan of her previous album, Ease. Mm-hmm. And that one is very ornate, like very complex, you know, like 17 minute songs that are like changing all the time and everything. Um and it felt to me initially like this album was a step back. You know, everything is kind of simplified, not just, you know, songwriting, but um, the arrangements and everything. And it almost felt like, you know, this album should have come before Ease, like Ease is the next step after this. And so I was like a little initially disappointed, but then, you know, spending like, honestly, a couple of years just kept trying to get into it again and again. And I just started to realize that, you know, it actually is very complex. It's like very emotionally complex, but also musically complex, mm-hmm. um, you know, deceptively so. And actually, I think it's like those kind of, you know, paired back qualities of this album that that make it feel very autumnal to me. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot with a lot of my albums, you know, I tried to think of like a very specific fall thing, like, you know, playing in the leaves or you know, the very end of fall or whatever, you know, having a hot cup of coffee while you're camping, you know, this one, because it's a triple album, it kind of covers like almost every feeling of fall to me, like somewhere in there is like kind of very dark, very sorrowful, like longing music, music that's actually quite reminiscent of Nico in the sense of that kind of like romantic, like sensual kind of missing somebody or something is coming to an end thing, but also pretty fun music in here a lot um i like that each disc is sort of arranged like an album that seems to kind of you know build you know rise and fall in a way um so you know that's why i had to have it really high because i think it's like it's almost like a definitive fall album i'm guessing you feel the same Darren. yeah i mean absolutely i I love this record i i think i've mentioned it several times that it's you know definitely a favorite and i and i absolutely agree with you gabe i mean this this record is almost like a it's like a journey in a sense and it, it really does carry you kind of what you would think from like the beginning of fall through to the end with all the different aspects of that you know and i've described some records where this feels great to like you know be outside walking around feeling the breeze and the trees and stuff like that this record has that you know i talk about like the nighttime mood and the cooler weather like this album has that too you know and i honestly you know just and i may have just never really realized this or just like you know subconsciously thought about it but like I I seem to only ever listen to this record in the fall. Like it just kind of happens and it's not like, yeah. oh well, it's fall now, I'm going to put this record on. It just, you know, I don't know if it's like just a shifting of moods, the weather, all these things happen and like I come back to this record almost every single time, but you won't find me listening to it, you know, in June or July. Like it's just not something that yeah, yeah. that feels right for that time, that time. 
Yeah, and we did our, you know, we did like a, I can't remember when, but an episode on the best albums of the, of twenty the 2010s, I think, the whole decade. And this was like a contender, but um, I don't know. It didn't hit me like the same way it did this week. Maybe when I was just trying mm-hmm. to very consciously to get into a fall mindset and it, it just like really nails that feeling. Um, Dan, do you have much experience with this album? Uh, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of, of hers. I, I, I've listened to it. You know, I, I, I respect her. I just, I, I, it's, it's not, it's not for me. I, I, I just can't get into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I can respect that. A little too in touch with her feelings. And, um, <laughs> you're far too manly. Yeah, for that's that, true. I think. Um, not into the harp, did, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the harp. Harp. See, harp. That's a that's a fall instrument. That's very very organic to me. Um, <laughs> I do think it's so interesting. This is like a side note that like it's crazy that Joanna Newsom kind of comes out of like one of the most annoying indie subgenres that existed, which was like the quirky like manic pixie dream girl you know, squeaky voice with like kind of theatrical quality to her singing and so, you know, novelty that it's like, oh, it's like, uh, it's like all these other artists I like, except with a harp, you know? And then somehow she like just matures. I mean, her first album I think is really good, but it's like, she just matures at light speed. Yeah. It's like somehow. worlds, worlds apart at that, at, by the time you get to have one on me, it's, it's nuts. But it's weird because she doesn't, she doesn't like really leave her genre and style she just like makes it grow up with her yeah it just makes you like it gives you hope that like this could happen for any genre if some genius like joanna newsom just happened to be like born uh in screamo or something (laughs) there might be like just completely brilliant screamo made you know it's like it's it's within reach um okay so we are on to well we've done darren's number one but spoiler thanks yeah 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 (laughs) Dan, we've got your number one, and I just, I don't know, all week, I felt like we were going to have the same number one, but we'll see if I'm right. What is your number I one? I was kind of thinking that, too. I, I was I was a little worried. Um, mine came out in 1969. Is that? No, it's not. It, it might be the same artist, at least. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Nick Drake? Yes. All right. I went with Five Leaves Left. Um, okay, I went with Pink, Pink Moon. Okay. You know, I thought about Pink Moon, um, but, you know, Pink Moon, a little wintry. You know, I, I think here, you know, sort of like with, with Chelsea Girl, we've, we've got those, um, you know, sort of strings and, and everything that are added. Um, you know, there's a little like a conga, some shaker. You know, that, that's a fall thing. Pink Moon, it's, yeah. it's cold outside. You know, it, it's, it's desolate. <laughs> um, you know, because I, I think the, the t- I mean, of the three Nick Drake records, I think Five Leaves Left and Brighter Later are both like very autumnal. And then Pink Moon, your winter. You know, we're we're in the winter now. Um, hmm. Plus five leaves left. You know, that that's like a that's true. on the that's tree. True. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of uh, you know uh, five palms left. <laughs> palm tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I I really did think that you know, if not all three of us, at least two of us would have uh, Nick Drake on here, and I think almost every list I did look at online, you know, had Nick Drake, and um, I, I just think, yeah, you got to go for it. I mean, he he's he's another one of those, you know. Uh, of course, this album's '69, but but it holds, you know, that that sort of folky acoustic guitar kind of, you know, singer songwriter uh, guy, uh-huh. and it's just, you know, that that for some reason is just like peak fall. Yeah, you know, I can see it for Five Leaves Left for sure. I think Brighter Later is a little bit 
uh, too bright. But um, uh, you know, it's like a little spring-ish to me. But you know, my feeling is that Pink Moon is like the just definitive fall album. Like there will never be another. There will never be a greater fall album. Um, you know, I wanted to have a hot take and, and not put it first, but you know, couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> I think it's basically the opposite of Nico for me, which is that. Nick Drake is just fundamentally like a spring person. He's like very pastoral. Just his voice just sounds like, yeah, like wind running through trees or, mm-hmm. you know, a stream, like you know, a brook or something. Um, you know, his, I don't know, just everything about him, the way he plays guitar is like so lush. It just sounds like rolling plains of grass or something. Um, and then you take that and you just cool it down as much as you possibly can. And that is like pink moon. Like you strip away everything, you make it as sparse as you can. And so you just got this fundamentally, you know, spring type, you know, pastoral person. Um, you know, it's, I mean, holy shit, it's kind of like the earth. That's how the earth works. It's like warm and then it just starts cooling down. I mean, that is what pink moon is. He's made a so, discovery. Wow. Damn. Yeah. It's just like, like the Gabe's earth. Gabe's been taking um, uh, acid in the woods with his like, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be prepared. Um, yeah, but I mean, sometimes it is like, it, it's stunningly sparse to the point where I, I could maybe understand the winter thing you're talking about. Like, you know, on the song, like, no, it's like a single fucking note. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the doom, do 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 And, you know, other times I think the, the guitar is still like just that classic Nick Drake, like so complex and just rich um, and lush kind of, but it's like fighting against the sparse production like it's almost screaming out for a five leaves left style string accompaniment or something um you know it just kind of it just feels so fitting for the theme of something like he's you know i don't want to read too much personal backstory into it but you know they're like it sounds like somebody trying to trying to keep going even though they're kind of like losing the fight or something which holy shit that's when nature is doing oh my God. <laughs> i don't know so I, you know i because I, I thought about that because I, I thought about pink moon and pink moon is my favorite nick drake record um, uh, but I just thought, you know, like, like Pink Moon and, and you know, and maybe it's reading, you know, personal stuff in his personal stuff into it. But I mean, you know, it's a very like depression kind of record. And, and, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Y- you think, of, you know, depression as a, as a, a wintry feeling, you know, it, not that it has to happen in winter or whatnot, but you know, like it's associated with, with the winter. And also I, that was another reason I, I just, I, I went five leaves left over Pink Moon, you know? That's true. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I felt like, um, I mean, I tried to mix it up, try to make it diverse, but overall I do feel like autumn is a slightly somber, um, you know, season. It's like a little, it's a little moody. It's, there's a lot of like, uh, I don't know. A lot of the, a lot of the music I was listening to is about, um, I don't know, stuff ending relationships coming to an end or like, you know, moving on from something or whatever. And, um, that just screams autumn to me. And this album has it all. I hadn't listened to this album in, a, in quite a while, actually. And I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, this is a great fucking album. Like, it's one of these <laughs> like rare, like super canonical records that just totally exceeds the hype. Like I felt like I was oh, listening yeah. to it for the first time. Um, okay. So maybe we can very quickly, uh, Dan, just run through your list. Or well, hold, hold on a second. Hold on uh, a yeah, second. Darren I have some thoughts about. Pink oh yeah. Well, you didn't, Jeez, you, didn't you didn't share your thoughts. That's Christ. right. That's uh, right. So, like, we just had a little one-on-one, like Nick Drake back and forth. <laughs> yeah. and we're like, I love this album. I love this album. Totally forgot. So I, I'm actually like, look, I thought about Nick Drake, of course. Like I thought about Pink Moon, but I, you know what? Yeah. Like if we ever do this again in the spring, 
I, I honestly would be thinking about this album for the spring and I, I'm just going to explain really? Gabe, Gabe you kind of gave it away with like the acoustic guitar style of playing and his and his voice and everything but like I just could not like I don't know like and maybe it's just because of the sort of vibing or the the mood that I was kind of like in as I was listening to these other records but like this just didn't quite feel like what I wanted from like the fall. And I, and I really have no association with this record in terms of like a, like a strong like background or a, you know, when I love this record, it's really not that at all. It's just that like, I really just kind of love acoustic music in like, it, it just, it has like a bit of like a brightness to it for me. Like, and, and maybe it is the style that he plays it in. Um, and of course yeah. like his voice and stuff. Um, but I, this is not something I'm like nighttime. This is not something I'm like, you know, need cold weather or cool music or cool breeze or anything like that. Like I, I really like the idea of it being a bit more like daytime, um, April, you know, March, April, a little overcast maybe. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Rainy weather. I mean, that's, that's just something that we yeah, get a lot yeah, in Florida. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was on my honorable mention list, but honestly, like I, I, I think I would find it much better on like a, a spring list, which is just crazy to think about compared to like what you guys were just saying so yeah i think a I think a yeah. pink moon is like a, a super nighttime record like i i go to bed every night like i i listen i wear headphones and like till i fall asleep and uh like pink moon is one that you know is in the in the regular uh go into sleep rotation even you know <laughs> <clears throat> yeah interesting, yeah, interesting. We, uh, it seems like we all have very different uh perspectives on pink Moon. may have to be a, a get its own whole episode maybe it maybe it makes it on dan's winter list and then my spring list and it's like it's just all year yeah. round yeah <laughs> could be yeah could be. <laughs> yeah honestly if we did like every season i feel like nick drake would be like present well he only has like, three in, records in pretty much <laughs> yeah so that might sure. be a one can count as two yeah <laughs> Well, greatest I mean, hits. one of us will put, I'll put those like three songs that he recorded after yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> that are on that compilation. That, that would be my winter, honestly. Um, okay. So Dan, give me, run through it real quick. Your list. Yeah. I went, uh, Misfits, Static Age, uh, Boards of Canada in a beautiful place out in the country. Um, Silver Mount Zion Memorial Orchestra, Collapsed Traditionals, uh, Parsley Sage, Rosemary and Time from Simon and Garfunkel, and then Nick Drake, Five Leaves Left. And you, Darren? Yep, so it was Kazuki Tomokawa, um, I'll just read the English title, Poems That <laughs> yeah. Won't Stop Crying From Within, um, then Bell and Sebastian, If You're Feeling Sinister, Radioheads, In Rainbows, Alice Sarah Ott's Nightfall, and then Joanna Newsom's Have One On Me. And I had Animal Collective Sung Tongs, Nico Chelsea Girl, Bob Dylan, New Morning, Joanna Newsom, Have One On Me, and Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Now... We've got to address some honorable mentions because we'll get added to death. I think there are like a couple staples. You know, I was looking, I'm sure you guys were too, at like a lot of these lists of fall albums, most essential autumn albums. Um, a lot of these same things pop up and didn't make any of our lists. Um, first one I want to mention is The Microphones of Glow Part 2, which yeah. I just personally couldn't bear to listen to because we had just, just done an episode it, yeah. on it. Same, yeah, same. Is that the only reason, Darren, why it didn't show up here? I mean, pretty much, you know, I think that we've kind of talked about some of the issues with the, the middle part of that record and everything. And I, maybe I was just tired of having listened to it that I just, you know, kind of like put it aside, but I definitely was like, yeah, this has got to be a, an honorable mention for sure. Yeah. Um, that was the one that was like pretty much on here. Um, and then I replaced it with 
sung tongs because I was like, this is too, this is too sad. Like there's gotta be some fun here. Um, I wanted to mention, okay. So Neil Young, he's considered like a pretty autumnal artist, specifically like harvest and after the gold rush. Um, I don't know if I've just warped my brain, but it's like, I feel like I've listened to his music so much during the summer, like specifically camping. You know, I, I, most years, I mean, not, not now during COVID, but like most years while I've lived here, I've gone with my buddy camping through the summer gets into fall. And then it's like really too cold to like be hanging out outside at night. Um, but we listen to a ton of Neil Young and it's just, I don't know if it's just personal to me, but Dan, were you tempted to put any Neil Young on your list? Yeah. I thought about harvest, uh, quite a bit, but Neil Young's just sort of, uh, he's another one of those artists that I just, uh, you know, when I'm driving in the car or something and just need something, you know, he's like one of the, one of my go-tos kind of thing. So it's it sort of like, uh, uh, you know, defies seasonality uh, again, um, probably personal, but yeah, it's just, I, I, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't fully commit to it. Did you have any temptation there, Darren? Not really, you know. I mean, we've we've covered a few Neil Young records, but they they're still not like necessarily records that I'm like, you know, in love with enough. But uh, but I could definitely see it. I think it works. I think his crooning voice is very autumnal, right? I, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was like listening to Harvest. I was like, this is this is great. This has got to be on the list. And then mm-hmm. like, I'm always, I'm always reminded that like I get to like a man needs a maid, and like they just ruined it with these strings. This is like one time where I really agree with this. Like they just ruined these fucking songs with these string accompaniments. And so I don't know. That was the only reason why it didn't make it. Um, I wanted to mention American football, mm, which yeah. This is kind of the the fall vibe that uh, you were mentioning at the top there, Darren, which is like it's a specific fall feeling, which is returning to school, I think, is what, what this album like <laughs> really, really sounds like really captures. Um, I guess I didn't, you know, I didn't really, you know, my school days that you were describing, Darren. Yeah, I was in Florida. And so it wasn't like returning to fall. I didn't necessarily associate with fall feelings. Um yeah. So I don't know if I have that distinct memory, but you like this album, Dan. Do you see it as a fall thing? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do like this record a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I do kind of think of it as a fall record. It, it's a record I like. Um, I used to like bike a lot um, when it would get cool outside in Florida. And that, that's a record I would, I would like frequently listen to biking. So I do kind of have like a personal uh, chilliness like associated with it. Um, uh, you know, nighttime biking around, uh, you know, it being a little cold um, kind of thing. Um, and I did see it on a lot of lists. I thought about it. I, I, I just, I didn't feel like listening to it for, for, for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I just, it just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it right now, but I do love the record. See, I was trying to get, I was trying to get sad this week. Dan was like actively avoiding it. He's like, no Joanna Newsom, no American football. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to be sad in the in the autumn. Um, yeah. See, for autumn is like the, I mean, the the week that it exists in Florida, it's like the best side. Like, I really think of like, you know, I I I don't associate like sadness with with like what little autumn I have <laughs> yeah, at all. Just like, joy. Yeah. It, like it really is. Of, like it, the rest of the year where where it's like 104 degrees. Is yeah, the time that's sad. sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I I really yeah. do think of autumn as like a a pretty like joyous time. You know, it's pretty different. Yeah, because here you're kind of like sad that the summer is ending, and you know, in, in Florida you're like so relieved that it's ending. Yeah, it's um, like the prison has opened. You can leave your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there are just really a bunch more that I saw on a lot of these lists. Darren, were there any honorable mentions that we didn't talk about yet? 
No, I mean, I think I kind of mentioned a lot of them. You know, I, I floated into like, uh, you know, uh, Beck's like sea change, you know, that's uh, just a really yeah. kind of moody kind of music. But, I, you know, again, it just didn't really like sit with me. It, it felt a bit more like I was just, you know, trying to be sad, right? About <laughs> it, it just didn't quite sit with me. It's a Florida thing, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, I had a. Uh, talk talk uh laughing stock i i I've, i could see that yeah. you know i was thinking about it but it, you know it, it just i couldn't decide if it was if it was winter or or, or mm. autumn and i i really thought like a you know, mark hollis's uh from talk talk his uh his like uh solo record um thought about that too but you know same same kind of way uh you know the, the things that that didn't make it i just basically i decided were were too wintry yeah, I, I, that happened to me a lot too because I was I was certain that I would put Leonard Cohen's songs of Leonard Cohen on here. Um, I thought about that too. Yeah, felt too winter. I think that's another album with a song like called Winter or something on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I should have included it. But yeah, it's a, it's a little too cold. It's like the strings aren't enough to make it to like make it rise uh, the temperature rise enough there. Um, Elliot Smith, I think, is you know he comes up on all, every one of these lists. I will agree that he is like extremely autumnal at least on those like kind of mid-period acoustic mostly acoustic records um but that honestly that was like almost a little too too sad for me that was like what you were talking about dan where it was like i associate depression with winter or something mm-hmm. and i was just like this is this is too much do you have any temptation either of you to put elliot smith on here uh, no i saw him on the list but yeah that that was just too you know too too down for for yep, the autumn same. For me. too too sad too sad <laughs> too sad um Let's see. Oh, I wanted to shout out John Fahey, which I did listen to a lot these last two weeks. I listened I to like, some last night. Yeah, I was thinking about it. it, it it's perfect, but it's like... When you think acoustic know, guitar, you know? Yeah, but I, I didn't know how to like pick an album. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was listening to like mostly like some compilations and stuff, which I didn't want to put on here. Um, what was the... There's one other thing. Oh, yeah. I was very, very tempted. I want to hear what you guys think about this. To put uh, The Beatles for sale on here. And the issue is that... The first three songs are like autumnal as hell. I don't know if they're like bummed out from touring so much or they just kind of, you know, just had like acoustic guitars lying around and stuff, but really celebrated songs, really incredible songs. And then it kind of becomes like one of the weaker Beatles albums because there's a lot of covers and stuff, probably again, because they were touring so much. But there are several songs on there that are very, you know, the ones that they wrote, they just seem to be like in a slightly downcast mood. And I wonder, I mean, do you guys think like, you know, you get like the eight days a week and stuff on there and it kind of like spoils the whole thing. But would you guys be willing to overlook those and call it a, an autumnal album? I mean, I could see it. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't think about it. You're, you're right. That That's definitely like the second tier of Beatles record. Uh, I didn't mm. think about it in, in the process of doing these lists. Um, I don't know. The Beatles are just, again, one of those artists. It's just too hard to like put a, a time on because they're they're so just yeah. uh, uh omnipresent like in in music and, and and life and everything yeah i mean what do you think Darren? just like on like a bigger level like a couple total out of the fall mood songs can they like mess up the whole picture there i mean i don't think so you know i, I think that beatles for sale would have been fair i think rubber soul would have been fair i think there's you know yeah. Some, uh, you know, acoustic songs on there that I think would have would have worked. I, I just kind of didn't really kind of similar to Dan. I just, you know, the Beatles, I just don't really associate in 
a particular um you know season personally but but i i could definitely think that you know you get a kind of a fall vibe on both of those records honestly yeah it's weird because i, I saw rubber soul popping up on a lot of lists and i was yeah. like i was like yeah i kind of feel that but then i was like looking at the track list and stuff and i was like you know drive my car no i think it's yeah, more the, the the record cover feels pretty fall but like the album itself maybe not it's it much. just maybe it's like the fact that like the super standout songs like our fall like norwegian wood or oh, like yeah, nowhere yeah. man or right, in right. my that's life where, yeah, even that's what sticks out yeah beatles for sale i feel like that cover is more fall if anything right because they've got like the the coats on and yeah stuff, you know oh yeah i mean i guess yeah. with, with with both of those albums it was like the songs that come to mind first are super fall but then i forget that like more than half the album is just not that, that <laughs> right, same mood right, at all right um yeah okay so that was i mean other stuff like the band Joni mitchell tom petty and stuff um you know slightly tempted but but was it gonna make my top five um so i guess just wrapping up going over our lists what did we learn about uh autumn music specifically maybe seasonal music in general you know, it's season music in general. I was thinking the I and you know maybe we could do this, but uh, I was thinking that spring is the hardest one to uh, you know to 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 define to, to as music. To, you know, for a, a specific yeah. season, it, it, it just but autumn. You know, which is weird because you know spring and autumn are sort of you know the the mirror image seasons of right. each other, and uh, autumn just felt like you know much easier. You know, it, I I kind of took autumn at, to be like winter light. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, I, 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 I feel like, you know, here, like autumn's still like autumn's like pretty joyous, uh, and, and whatnot. So, you know, I, I, I kind of took like the things that, you know, maybe like wintry sounds, you know, the acoustic guitar, you know, lighter kind of, kind of fares. Um, but you know, still with like a little bit of happiness left, you know, I'm not going full pink moon or Elliot Smith or anything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because yeah, I mean, the temperature is pretty much the same in both of those seasons. Uh, but I guess I think of like spring as kind of optimistic yeah, and a little joyful. I mean, I guess I would sort of associate like Bell and Sebastian a little bit more with spring. Um, whereas, you know, I want that kind of somber stuff for the autumn. Um, do you, what do you make of that? Like, do you see them as like starkly different Darren? Um, no, I, I think that's kind of why I was, I was saying that like pink mood, right. Could, could work for me in the spring just for different reasons. You know, I I think there's definitely elements there. Um, I think I would probably look at classical music as well, uh, for the spring, at least one album or something, one piece, um, for sure. But I, I do agree that I think it would be a bit challenging and I, I think we would, we'd come up with like some fairly different lists like uh like we have here with um with fall i i feel like we'd be a little bit closer together um in both the summer and winter at least thematically you know what i mean yeah i think the summer's the easiest but i but at the same time it's like summer would be feels like huge like i could think of like a million summer records it would you know, be it's tough. like when i when, it would be tough when i hear fall like i was able to narrow it to like you know there are probably like 15 to 20 albums that i yeah. would seriously consider putting here but like summer i would i would have like a list of like 500 i feel like i think just summer sells better you know (laughs) just all the bangers yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah it would just be like uh it would just be like rap songs probably stuff i want to play beach volleyball to or whatever um but yeah okay so um 
I think that that I think that's everything that uh, I wanted to mention. I mean, I feel like we learned a lot about how different the fall experience is for Floridians uh, because <laughs> some of your picks I was like completely <laughs> perplexed by. Honestly, um, you know, I don't know. To me, it's like very much like a I don't know being around the campfire, being outdoors, um, seeing the leaves change and stuff. Like, is it gonna is it gonna sound good there? Um, but uh, I don't know. It feels more. It just feels more like uh, for you guys, like more of a inner inward feeling of happiness that it's cooled down or something. Well, we're, yeah, we're just not sitting around campfires because you know it's you're you're already hot. Why do you yeah, want exactly. to sit next so to the fire? air? Is the fire? <laughs> yeah, That's true. I mean. <laughs> You guys must go to a couple a uh, couple bonfires sometimes. I the, mean, you know, I have I have a it's fire mostly pit in the in, winter though. I would say, yeah. yeah. Like I was That's gonna true. say, I, I have a fire pit in my backyard, but like that gets used like when you come down for Christmas and like <laughs> That's true. you know things like like that doesn't get used until December, January, you know, <laughs> right. February is when it when it's you know heating up out there. Um, I you know I I don't think I would ever use that before December. Yeah, so when we do our winter list, you guys will be like Animal Collective, Sung <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Nico, Chelsea, girl stuff. Great for the campfire. The <laughs> well, they'll yeah. be good picks because they all have songs that say "winter" in the title. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. All right. Well, uh, what do you think? We'd love to read your thoughts. Feel free to send you uh, send us our uh, your autumn picks, whatever. Uh, email us popshieldpod at gmail.com. Next episode, not sure. You know it. If you like the show, help us out. Subscribe. Leave us a five star uh, review wherever you get your podcast at stay connected twitter instagram youtube all that junk is at pop shield pod and we'll see you in two weeks see ya so long